Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take your tail feather indeed. Rick D's in the cast of idiots of Disco Duck 1976, ladies and gentlemen. And we welcome you to a preempted edition of Wrestling Revisited. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, filling in tonight for the human suplex machine, John Gross, who is out and about this evening, but will be back with us next week here at Wrestling Revisited and, of course, tomorrow night as well. Welcome to the Wrestling Revisited Show, episode 182-1605-562-0444-1399-26 pound. You can join us right now until 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. And we are going to take you back into our Time Machine show as we do each and every Tuesday tonight with some great moments in history. Of course, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I will be flying solo. Of course, the Human Suplex Machine will not be with us, as I said, due to a prior obligation. But we are thinking of him, and we will have him back with us, of course, tomorrow night and next week in our Time Machine show. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, let us begin, however, by talking about two of our favorite moments tonight, however, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we're going to take you back, ladies and gentlemen, into time, ladies and gentlemen. And where do we begin? But 1976, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, it is going to be interesting to talk about because we got, of course, believe it or not, a very special event from 1976. And then, of course, later on, we're going to take you back to 1978. Yes, folks, 1978, ladies and gentlemen. And we will tell you about that moment in time as well. Before we do, ladies and gentlemen, we want to tell you that, of course, coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we got a great show lined up for you, of course, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 o'clock on Revolution, Mr. WCW and myself, along with the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, 
including Gerard T. Smith and Michelle Lindotts, will be on, ladies and gentlemen. We will give you our wrestling dates in history. And, of course, Gerard and I will have the news for you. John, of course, is sitting out tonight, but our boss, Mr. WCW, will be filling in for John Howard, giving you his birthdays and dates in history as well, including a particular two special events that happened on this date, however, in 1994 and one year after that in 1995. What were those moments? We'll tell you about it coming up, ladies and gentlemen, at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Then, of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Wolfpack will be on this Thursday night, one three eight five two one pounds Of course, we'll have a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, including AEW All Out, which is this Saturday night live, ladies and gentlemen, at the Sears Center Arena in Chicago, Illinois. It is close to being sold out, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we will have a lot to talk about there, as well as NXT UK, which, of course, is coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff, Wales, over in the UK this Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. That's 2 p.m. bell time, 7 o'clock. English time, however, if you will, this coming Saturday as well on the opening week of college football. Also on Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, a big preseason finale between the Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers will be waging war down there at Bank of America Stadium in the Queen of City of North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mr. WCW and myself might have a little wager on that, however, we did the Don't forget on Raw Radio, the Labor Day version, one three eight seven four four pound myself, John, Fonzie, the Heartbreak Kid, and of course our good friend the Ralph Think and Al Patel, as well as everyone in the panel, including Gerard, Michelle, and everyone else between. We'll celebrate Labor Day in a big way, plus we'll give you our feedback of AEW All Out. Did it live up to the hype? Did it live it up to the excitement? We will let you know. Plus, folks, we'll give you our thoughts about NXT UK. And then, folks, we're going to give you our college football prediction of the evening hour and our Raw Reigns live from Baltimore. Yes, folks, we'll be coming to you live from the Inner Harbor in the home of the Ravens this week, coming up on Monday, ladies and gentlemen, live from down there in Baltimore, Maryland. So you don't want to miss it. It all gets underway at 3 p.m. One three eight seven four four caller ID, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering what the caller ID for that show is as well. Of course, Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, we'll wrap up the week this week with in style on Revolution. One three eight zero five five pound Of course, Gerard T. Smith and I will have the news headlines for you this coming Friday. John, of course, will, will not be there supplying the birthdays and dates this Friday. And said, Mr. W. Seven will be filling in for him again as John will be celebrating the Labor Day weekend a little early, if you will. Plus, of course, we'll get you our thoughts of AEW and NXT UK. Join Gerard, Michelle, myself, the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park, and the rest of the gang however, on our late night Friday night version, however, beginning at 9 p.m. this Friday night. Now, with that said, let's talk about our moments in time as we get ready to start the show here. However, in our first moment, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take you back two months before I was born to October 25, 1976, ladies and gentlemen. The event was held in the world's most famous arena where in a couple weeks, Monday Night Raw will be hosting their show for the first time in almost a decade, however. Madison Square Garden. Who was on this show, you ask? Well, we'll tell you about it right now as we break it down for you individually and tell you who was on this show. Of course, going into the show, the list of champions are as follows. Bruno San Martino, Pittsburgh's own living legend, if you will, however, is still your Worldwide Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion and has been champion since winning the title from Stan the Man Stasiak back in December of 1973, literally nine days after Stasiak won the title from Pedro Morales, if you will, Howard. Nine days later, surprisingly, Howard, Bruno won the title off of, uh, believe it or not, Stan the Man Stasiak, who had won the title previously from Pedro Morales, who had also won the title, however, from Ivan Koloff, who defeated Bruno, of course, back in February of 1971. Meanwhile, your ex- 
your tag team champions of the World Wide Wrestling Federation at this time are the Executioners. With that said, of course, we will tell you what happened right now. The number one song of the week, of course, is done by Chicago, If You Leave Me Now, however, believe it or not. Meanwhile, Ron Howard, who started in the movie American Graffiti with, of course, a cast of characters including Charles Martin Smith, Candy Clark, and Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley Heller, as well as a young Harrison Ford, a Wolfman Jack, and Henry Winkler Howard, Known as Arthur Fonz, hey, Fonzarelli, however, is the number one TV show of the uh, week, however, and uh, of the season, if you will, as Happy Days, of course, made its pro TV debut just a year before this. And your number one movie of the week, believe it or not, a very strange movie called Burnt Offering, starring Karen Black, who the year before started in an intense dramatic thriller, Airport 1974, and a young British actor by the name of Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed, of course, was best known to you all as uh, the crafty Bill Sykes in the 1968 musical comedy family movie, Oliver. With that said, however, here is who is on the show tonight. Our first match of the evening, however, in which Vince McMahon is hosting the show, believe it or not, pits Manuel Soto, believe it or not, taking on Johnny Rods. Johnny Rods, of course, as you know, was known as the unpredictable Johnny Rods at times. However, he also trained wrestlers like the human suplex machine Taz, as well as many other wrestlers, and is still very much active today in his mid-80s. Rods, of course, was an on-again, off-again, part-time driver during the 70s and 80s, if you will, however, and had different partners that he teamed up with and also feuded with, if you will. But on this night, Rods is fighting close to his hometown of Brooklyn, if you will, here in Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan, taking on Manuel Soto and is looking to put up a good fight here in his hometown tonight in front of his own home crowd, however, against the young Puerto Rican Manuel Soto. Soto gives him a good battle, however, but in the end, however, Soto picks up the win, however, believe it or not, however, and a surprise, however, as he wins with a crossbody block inside of 12 minutes, however, and beats Rods here in our opening contest of the evening. A uh, pretty good opening contest, I gotta say. It wasn't too bad. I was a little surprised that Rods, however, let him hang around this long, however, but nevertheless, this was an okay opener to start out the show, if you ask me. Up next, Bobo Brazil. Yes, folks, Bobo Brazil. Believe it or not, taking on Doug Gilbert. Doug Gilbert, of course, ladies and gentlemen, however, a very interesting wrestler in his own right. Of course, Bobo, we know, of course, competed in a 30-second win the last time there was a show here at the Garden, and he is looking to make short order of this young man here tonight, believe it or not, however, as well. Gilbert, of course, believe it or not, uh, according to some people, was a tough guy in his own right and tried to lift stand the pressure and the beatdown from Bobo Brazil. But in the end, however, Bobo Brazil ends up winning with the cocoa butt, if you will. That's right, the cocoa butt, if you will. And as a result, he beats Gilbert here inside of eight minutes. Uh, my thoughts about this matchup, it could have been a little bit better. I thought it was a little slow at parts, however, but overall, it is what it is. But that being said, that's what I thought of this matchup here, if you ask me, involving these two gentlemen. A quick side note, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the wrestling debate will be back on tomorrow night, one three nine nine two five pounds Join Gerard, Michelle, myself, and the rest of the panel as we have a lot to discuss. 9 o'clock, we'll recap SmackDown Few, and John, of course, will be back in the uh, birthdays and uh, dates uh, history chair, if you will, while GTS and I will have your uh, news headlines for you, as well as Mr. WCW had Hinshaw as well, so definitely you want to check that out, if you will, however. Up next, however, ladies and gentlemen, surprisingly, we had a very interesting match here, how it was very interesting, if you will. It pitted young Jose Gonzalez. Now, Jose Gonzalez, to you all, however, well, in case you're wondering who he is, ladies and gentlemen, he was a guy who, of course, less than a decade later would make uh, 
some history and all for all the wrong reasons, if you will. Of course, we all know about what happened in Puerto Rico in 1988, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to leave it at that. Of course, he takes on a very tough guy in his own right, ladies and gentlemen, in the form of Tor Kamada. Tor Kamada, as you know, was a very big bruiser back in the day, standing six foot eight, six foot nine, about 330, 340 in weight. He was uh, very uh, instrumental in the martial arts, including karate, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And as a result, however, uh, Kamada is looking to, uh, well, let's just say, kick the head off and literally uh, chop down young Jose Gonzalez, who yet not quite come into his own at this point. Gonzalez, of course, later on in the early 80s would team up with a young wrestler, however, believe it or not, and form a unique, fun-loving team calling themselves the Invaders. But around this time, Gonzalez was just coming into his own and to America as well as into the WWF at the time, mind you, as a singles competitor. Anyway, that being said, however, this goes 10 minutes long, however, and in the end, however, as a result, Kamada picks up the win here by chopping down Gonzalez and knocking him down a peg or two here in the process. So there you go. Up next, of course, a very interesting matchup, ladies and gentlemen, that had a very special guest referee uh, implemented into the matter. However, it was the Polish power, ladies and gentlemen, Ivan Putski, who two years later would team up with a young man by the name of Tito Santana and capture the World Wide Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championships, however, taking on the man who just a few months before literally broke the neck, however, of uh, Bruno San Martino and also withstand uh, a angry barrage from Bruno inside of the confines of a steel cage, if you will. Stan the Lariat Hansen, the madman from Boulder, Texas, who later on would make some history in his own by becoming the AWA World Champion as well as Champion in Japan of multiple titles, if you will, however, are fighting one another here in our next contest. Of course, the special referee, Howard, would also become a very big legend in his own right. He would also become one of the best announcers of all time. Yes, folks, the man known as Gino Morella, if you will, a.k.a. Gorilla Monsoon, has been forced to uh, do refereeing duty here for this very unique contest. Of course, Hansen had called out Putski numerous times on television prior to this matchup. Putski finally withstood the challenge, Howard, and told Hansen if he wants to fight him in the ring, Howard, he'll deal with him one way or another. And as a result, this led to our next match. As a result, however, uh, believe it or not, Hansen uh, would lose this matchup by disqualification, however, when he did not listen to Gorilla, however, and as a result, Putski would win by disqualification. Hansen and, of course, Monsoon would fight one another the following month, however, at the Garden, however, which Morella, of case, in this case, Morella, a.k.a. Monsoon, literally knocked down the madman from Boulder, Texas, with a straight right, if you will, no pun intended, if you will. But on this night, however, he couldn't do anything about it except try to warn Hansen to listen to him, but of course he did not listen to Gorilla. As a result, Hansen ended up hitting Gorilla, however, and as a result, he got disqualified for his efforts, giving Putski the win. And as a result, that led to our next uh, match that would follow up less than a month later at MSG. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, one of our more exciting matches of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, for the WWF World Title, ladies and gentlemen, Bruno San Martino with his manager, uh, the Golden Boy Arnold Skolin, who, of course, less than a few years later would manage another world's champion in the form of Bob Backlund, would take on a guy who tragically we would lose less than a year ago, ladies and gentlemen, the mad Russian himself, Nikolai Volkov, who at the time, however, was not yet managed by Captain uh, Captain uh, Freddie Blassie, if you will, but rather than Captain Lou Albano, if you will. This, of course, was not the first time these two had met with one another, if you, of course. Bruno had fought Volkov uh, sometime earlier in the decade when Volkov had had a gimmick calling himself the Mongol, as Beepo Mongol, if you will. He would return, however, a couple of years after uh, 
this uh, brief feud with Bruno Hauer in the mid-70s, Hauer, and disguised himself as a new name, Hauer, as Nikolai Volkov, and challenged uh, Bruno once again for the gold. As a result, there were times, however, that these two guys would go to the time limit draw, however, if you will, because they really were uh, tough guys in their own right. Bruno, of course, a big guy in his own right, 5'9", 250. Nikolai, 6'6", six six, about 285, 295, if you will. Uh, that being said, however, this was a very, very interesting matchup, to say the least. As a result, uh, this turned out to be a very exciting match, and this was one of the better matches of the evening, if you ask me, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, it went 20 minutes long, and in the end, uh, Volkov, of course, ended up coming up on the short end of the stick, however, against Bruno once again, but put up a good fight, nevertheless, against Bruno, if you ask me. Of course, Bruno would go on to lose the title, tragically and sadly, literally six months later in April of 1977 against superstar Billy Graham in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, in a questionable decision, let's just say, but nevertheless, a very unique uh, match however, on this night however, here at the guard between Bruno and Volkov, and it actually was one of the better matches of the evening. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, our semi-main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Rivera taking on the Baron, Baron Mikhail Sukluna, of course, from the Isle of Malta. Sukluna, of course, uh, a very unique wrestler in his own right around this time, mind you. Uh, nevertheless, however, Sukluna was uh, at the time debating whether or not he should uh, go back to being a face rather than a heel. He had been a heel for much of his career, however, and at this time he had a brief run as a face, however, and at the time some people weren't sure if they would accept it or buy into Nevertheless, however, this wouldn't last long as far as his face turned. He would go back to turning the heel at some point uh, the following year or two years later in 1978, if you will. Uh, Rivera, of course, would go on to be managed later on down the road by uh, some unique wrestling uh, guy by the name of Freddie Blassie. I think we all remember the fashion plate of Fe Freddie Blassie, if you will. And as a result, on this night, however, Rivera was not with Blassie, however, but was on his own, but had not yet quite developed a manager in his stable, if you will. Anyway, this goes about six and a half minutes, and as it was all, Rivera shows some heel tendencies here and starts to, te starts to tease the heel turn here a little bit against Baron as they were kind of flip-flopping with one another here on this match. So Kluna going from heel to face and Rivera from face to heel. As a result, Rivera picks up the win in a questionable move, however, by using an inanimate object or foreign object, if you will. As a result, he picks up the win here in six and a half minutes. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, a three out of five falls match in the main event, Howard, with a two-hour time limit. That's right, a two-hour time limit. They had waved off the curfew here for the first time ever in the Garden, Howard, because most matches had, had to be ended at a certain time. On this night, Howard, they waved the curfew off, Howard, and as a result, this turned out to be our big main event, if you will. It was the big man, Andre the Giant, teaming up with Chief J. Strombo, who we'll talk about here in just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, and his good friend Billy White Wolf teaming up together, taking on the Executioners 1 and 2, if you will. Uh, at the time, one of them, I believe, was Killer Kowalski. The other one was a guy who Andre would later develop a feud with, however, in the form of Big John Studd. And, of course, we all talked about Bruiser Brody a little bit ago. However, Bruiser Brody, of course, had had a brief cup of coffee in the WWF, however, around this time, however was uh, teaming up with both the executioners here on this night here in this two out of five, three out of five falls match. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you about what happened here on this night. Of course, the first uh, fall went to the uh, heels, if you will, by winning, however, a couple of knee drops, however. Uh, believe it or not, however, believe it or not, however. Uh, the second fall went to Andre's team, however. The third fall, however, believe it or not, however, the heels were disqualified, however, for not listening to the referee, however, despite that fact that all six guys uh, broke down and fought one another inside of the ring. And then the third and final fall, uh, 
fourth and final fall of the night, however, believe it or not, however, turned out to be Andre uh, the Giant squashing one of the executions, which I believe was Kowalski around this time, not Big John Sub, but Kowalski instead. And as a result, got the win for his team as they picked up the third and final fall of the night. So that being said, all told, this match won 21 minutes total with Andre the Giant's team winning. Um, overall, as far as the show goes, I thought this show was okay. It wasn't bad. Uh, the Bruno San Martino Nikolai match was probably the best match of the night, with a close second being this three out of five falls match. Uh, the non entertaining match that I didn't like, surprisingly, was the semi main event between Sakluna and Rivera. I thought it could have been a little bit better if you ask me, but overall, I thought it was okay. So, uh, that being said, that's what I thought of the matchup overall. So, there you go, folks. Those are my thoughts of what happened in MSG back in October of 1976. Let's give you the number one more time, ladies and gentlemen. one 605 That's right, 605 pounds ladies and gentlemen. You can join us right now. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jared Drama for Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, August the 27th, 2019. Of course, we have got so much more discussing next, folks. We're going to take you back, however, to another venue, ladies and gentlemen, and another place in time in our Time Machine show. And you're asking us, where are we going to go now? Where are we going to go now? Well, folks, we're going to tell you where we're going to go, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take you back now, ladies and gentlemen, to another great moment. This time, ladies and gentlemen, we will take you back to, of all places, ladies and gentlemen, our next moment, believe it or not, March 25th, 1978, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, March 25th, 1978. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, however, we are live at the Philadelphia Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, folks. And here are the list of champions going into the match and also the event that will be happening here in, uh, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, in Philadelphia. Plus, we'll have one more moment in Philadelphia to talk about here in just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen. So let's begin and tell you what happened on this show. Your list of champions going into the match is as follows. Mr. Fuji and Professor Turo Tanaka, of course, who would later star in Pee-wee's Big Adventure with Paul Rubens, as well as, uh, believe it or not, other people in the movie, including, believe it or not, our, uh, some big names and some no-names, if you will, in the mid-80s, of course, are your Worldwide Wrestling Federation World's Tag Team Champions. Mr. Fuji, of course, later on, would manage guys like The Rock, Don Morocco, of course, and others, of course. But at this time, however, he was a pretty good singles wrestler, if you will, as well as a tag team wrestler, teaming up with Tanaka. Of course, he would also team up with Mr. Saito, if you will, in the early mid-80s, if you will. But on this night, however, Fuji had Professor Tanaka, however, so you could tell both of these guys were looking to show their smarts both in and out of the ring as the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. Meanwhile, for the first time, however, since winning the title a month before, ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Backlund, we had just talked about Bobby Backlund a little bit ago, is putting his newly won championship on the line here in his first title defense here at the Spectrum. The question is, will he be able to survive, however, and will he get by here? Well, we'll tell you about it here, believe it or not, in just a few moments. So that being said, your champion is... Bobby Backlund. Now, here is the list of shows and movies that you will see on this particular show. Your number one TV show of the season, believe it or not, is not Happy Days, surprisingly. It is Laverne and Shirley. We talked about Cindy Williams earlier, of course, being in the movie American Graffiti, of course, as well as uh, making a brief, small appearance in the TV show Happy Days. And her good friend, the late, great Penny Marshall, the uh, very unique uh, actress who, of course, directed movies like League of Their Own and, of course, others as well as Sleepless in Seattle, ladies and gentlemen, or is 
or your dynamic duo of hosting the number one TV show of the season, Laverne and Shirley, about two girls working in a brewery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, the Bee Gees, Howard, Robin, Barry, Maurice, and company, Howard, the Gibb brothers, are seeing us a little night fever as our number one song this week. And the number one movie of the week, Howard, is a very unique, uh, dramatic uh, uh, movie starring Dustin Hoffman, who, of course, the year before had started in a very intense thriller called Marathon Man, Howard. It is also starring, believe it or not, Teresa Russell, Gary Busey, a very young Gary Busey, I should say, and M. Emmett Walsh. It is called Straight Time. So, with that said, those are your number one movies, songs, and TV shows of the week. Now, prior to the show, ladies and gentlemen, however, they did have some other matches on this uh, venue, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. It was actually an eight-match venue, but because of the network, however, and the time that they were allowed, however, believe it or not, however, they could only do three matches on this show. So let's tell you about what happened on this show prior to the uh, network coverage, if you will. Our first match of the night, Joe Turco pinning Pete Reeves with a kick to the chest in 8-10 to 10 near 10 and a quarter minutes. Gypsy Rodriguez, of course, playing on defeating Pete Austin with an elbow drop inside of 11 minutes. Dominic DiNucci, yes, folks, Pittsburgh's own uh, other Italian favorite son, Howard. Dominic DiNucci defeated Davey O'Hannon, the young Irishman, by countout. Uh, Peter Maivia, the high chief Peter Maivia, who had not yet turned heel, believe it or not, joined up with Freddie Blassie, teaming up with Chief Jay Strombo, who we'll talk about in our next report coming up here in just a little bit, Howard. Teaming up, taking on the former Worldwide Wrestling Federation champion, Stan the Man Stasiak, the son of uh, former WCW and WWE wrestler Stan the Man, St- uh, Sean Stasiak, or Perfect Sean Stasiak, if you want to call him that, now known as Dr. Uh, Sean Stasiak, if you will, and his tag team partner, the Baron, Baron Mikhail Sakluna. And yes, folks, Gorilla Monsoon, ladies and gentlemen, however, took on the Golden Terror, and as a result, the Gorilla Howard was stood being scared, Howard, and let's just say being uh, shined up real brightly and broken in half, if you will, by the Golden Terror, however. As a result, the big man, of course, fighting near his hometown, referring to Monsoon, of course, beat the Golden Terror inside of five minutes with a big, giant swing and sit-down splash, a la Andre the Giant. With that said, your host on this evening's show, however, surprisingly, are the team of Vince McMahon and Dick Graham. Of course, this would be one of the very few times Vince would team up with Dick Graham on Spectrum Wrestling. Of course, later on in the late 70s into the 80s, of course, Dick Graham would have other people joining him on uh, commentary as far as Prism Television goes in Philadelphia, including Killer Cal Rudman, uh, Mean Gene Oakland, of course, Lord Alfred Hayes. And, of course, superstar Billy Graham, as well as Rod Trungard, believe it or not. But on this night, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, surprisingly, Howard, Dick Graham and Vince McMahon are teaming up for the first and only one of the few times they teamed up, believe it or not, Howard, to call the action here tonight. The Spectrum, you can imagine, there's going to be a very good crowd of over 13, maybe 14, possibly 15,000 here at the Spectrum. That being said, of course, it should be an action-packed night, nevertheless. That being said, we'll tell you about what happened here in just a moment. We'll be right back.
All right, folks, sorry about that. And with that said, as I said, Vince and, of course, Dick Graham are your host tonight, of course. Your ring announcer is one of our very dear friends and a Hall of Famer here on the WCW Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen. The world's most dangerous announcer, the guy who has called more matches than you would want to shake a stick at next to Howard Finkel, our very good friend, Mr. Gary Michael Capetta. Gary Michael Capetta is your ring announcer. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, here is your matches that you will see tonight. The world's heavyweight champion, Bobby Backlund, with his uh, manager, Arnold Skolin, of course, ladies and gentlemen, taking on the Golden Greek, Spiros Arone. Of course, Backlund thought he was going to take on superstar Billy Graham, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, however. As a result, of course, superstar Billy Graham had lost the title the previous month to Backlund, however, at Madison Square Garden. And many people thought they were going to see a return match between those two after what had happened at the Garden, however, believe it or not, on this night here in the Spectrum. Surprisingly, however, superstar Billy Graham, of course, we know later on, of course, would uh, tell everyone that he was lost in a haze, however, and let's just say his mind wasn't thinking straight, however, if you will. He also was very bitter and jealous that Backlund had won the title away from him, however, in Madison Square Garden and demanded, along with his manager, the Golden uh, Grand Wizard of Wrestling, uh, if you will, a.k.a. Ernie Roth, however, that Backlund uh, face him again in a return match, however, this time in Philadelphia. On this night, however, needless to say, Backlund, of course, the world champion, denied Superstar that opportunity, but then, of course, they would continue to wage war with one over the next few years as a result of this. And, of course, Superstar Billy Graham would come back in the mid-'80s, if you will, to the WWE, portraying himself as a martial artist, uh, bald-headed guy, without the tie-dyes, without the uh, catchphrases and everything like that, however, and... Uh, being the way he was before, however. But on this night, however, Backlund's taking on the Golden Greek, minus uh, his manager, who would later on manage him, of course, the fashion plate of wrestling, Freddie Blassie. As a result, referee Dick Worley, of course, was the referee for this one, however. And this was a very intense fight, to say the least you can bet, however. These two definitely uh, were ready to throw blows down like you wouldn't believe, however. As a result, this ends up in a double disqualification. As a result, believe it or not, surprisingly, however... Uh, these two, referring to Backlund and Arone, would continue to feud with one another on and off over the next couple of months while uh, Backlund uh, and his other challenger, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, the guy who he had won the title from originally, superstar Billy Graham, if you will, however, would fade off into oblivion by the end of the year into early 1979, if you will, and not return to the WWF until three years later in 1981 early 82, if you will. Uh, due to some personal issues, however. But on this night, however, Backlund, of course, uh, showed why, uh, despite being the champion for not even a month yet, however, he was ready to take it up a notch, however, and show everyone that he was ready to become the new voice of the Worldwide Wrestling Federation of the WWF, if you will. Later, went to WWF, if you will, and later on WWE. Uh, as a result, there was still an 18 minutes with one another, however, and this ended, of course, as we said, in a double DQ. 
Up next, we talked about Nikolai Volkov. If you will, of course, this time Nikolai, the big man, takes on Haystacks Calhoun, saying seven foot seven over five hundred fifty pounds, almost six hundred pounds. Volkov tried to uh, withstand the pressure of being squashed by big Haystacks and couldn't do so. And as a result, however, he ended up getting beat here in short order in about three minutes here as big Haystacks Calhoun picked up the win in short order. And then, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique match that had a lot of ramifications. If you, of course, the guy who, believe it or not, was pulling double duty on this night, the Living Legends' uh, former uh, manager, if you will, of course, now managing him once again, ladies and gentlemen, Howard Bruno San Martino, if you will, getting back in the ring, Howard, on this night, taking on the world's strongest man, Ken Patera. As a result, Howard, just like the previous match, Howard, Ken Patera, of course, uh, had not yet been matched, however, by the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, or the Grand Wizard had not shown up on this night, however, I believe, however, here in Philadelphia. As a result, Bruno, of course, had been goaded by Patera for weeks and months on end on championship wrestling by Patera and the Wizard, however, that Bruno didn't have what it took anymore. He said that Bruno was a washed-up has-been, and being, being an ex-champion, he would never uh, withstand the pressure and... Uh, succumb to the uh, temptation of Ken Patera, realizing that Patera was better than him and stronger than him. Bruno, of course, uh, was insulted by this. He did not find this amusing nor funny by either Wizard or Patera, and as a result, challenged him to a match here and now, and as a result, these two went at here, the spectrum here on this night. Surprisingly, Patera went after Bruno right before the match even started, however, and the referee had to hold him back, if you will. As a result, these two uh, ended up just like the previous match and disqualification. As a result, however, it would uh, be revealed later on and down the road that uh, Bruno was somewhat jealous of Patera, both on in and out of the ring, however, as a person, however, but uh, down the road later on, uh, much later on down the road, he apologized for what he had said and how he acted referring to Patera, and Bruno did the same thing. But on this night, however, Patera was definitely next to uh, Spiros Arone as one of the top heels in the company. Uh, he definitely had uh, a lot of people not liking him and the way he stood, however, despite the fact that his brother Jack, of course, was a football coach at one time with the Seattle Seahawks, among other teams. And, of course, we all know about Patera's Olympic background, a very strong guy in the 1972 Games in Munich, winning a few medals there over in Germany, if you will. Uh, but getting back to what I was saying, what was so weird about this matchup is that about two or three months after this uh, particular show in the Spectrum, I remember reading it somewhere, uh, surprisingly, Bruno, of course, teamed up with Bob Backlund, Howard, to take on both Patera and Spiros Arone, Howard, in a tag team blockbuster at the Spectrum, believe it or not. And it was actually a pretty damn good match, I heard. It went about 20, 25 minutes long. In the end, uh, the two former world champions, however, Backlund and Bruno, the B&B boys, as I like to call them, however, picked up the win against the Golden Greek and the world's strongest man here on this night. Uh, nevertheless, this was a very interesting show here on the night however, of March 2578 here in the Spectrum. So that being said, uh, that's what we have to say about that. Now, our final moment, of course, we will go back to the Spectrum one more time, ladies and gentlemen. This time, however, we're going to take you back to July 21st, ladies and gentlemen, of one year after this, ladies and gentlemen. And we got another great show lined up for you here, ladies and gentlemen. And here is what happened on this uh, particular show. Uh, of course, uh, surprisingly, Vince and Dick Ram are once again calling the action. But here are your champions listed as follows. Bobby Backlund, since the previous February, has been your world champion. Pat Patterson, over the last month or so, has been your new North American champion due to some... Uh, that's just a shenanigans that occurred however, on uh, TV recently, of course. 
and your new Worldwide Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, now known as the WWF Tag Team Champions, are the Valiant Brothers, Jerry and Johnny Valiant, if you will. Gentlemen, uh, Jerry, of course, and Luscious Johnny V, who I've talked about in the past. Your hosts again are Vince and Dick Graham calling the action, and of course the man speaking through the mic, ladies and gentlemen, giving you uh, your ring intro and breaking it down for you individually here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is once again the world's most dangerous, famous announcer, Gary Michael Capetta. With that said, your first match of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique match, however, Tito Santana making his Spectrum debut, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen taking on the unpredictable Johnny Rods. Of course, Rods surprisingly shakes his hands with Santana, not showing any heel tendencies here, however, believe it or not, whatsoever. As a result, however, Rods makes Santana look good here in his uh, debut here at the Spectrum tonight as these two go about 10 minutes long. Afterwards, Rods shakes uh, Tito's hand again, however, and Congratulates him on a job well done and showing very much class here in a big-time way. So that was pretty surprising to see here. As a result, however, Tito picks up the win here by winning, however, the cross-body block here to beat Rods. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, two heels, ladies and gentlemen, however, that were, uh, well, let's just say had their own agenda with one another, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however. It was the Baron, Baron Mikhail Cicluna taking on Jose Estrada. Estrada, of course, later on would team up with Rods in late 1979, early 1980. If you have on this night, Howard Estrada was on his own. Surprisingly, Howard, Gary Michael Capetta is not calling the action for this one. Instead, former Philadelphia sports legendary 76ers announcer David Zinkoff, who would also call a lot of the Spectrum shows at times, along with Gary Capetta, during this time, however, uh, is your ring announcer for this very next uh, pair. However, as a result, however, believe it or not, Cicluna pulls off the win by uh, rolling up Estrada out of the corner inside of five and a half minutes. That being said, your winner, the Baron, Baron Mikhail Cicluna. Up next, hometown boy, ladies and gentlemen, S.D. Jones, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Special Delivery Jones was looking to uh, deliver a special win here and uh, smear Joe Mascara's face all over the spectrum floor, Howard, here tonight. As a result, he ends up doing so, Howard, by beating Mascara here uh, with a couple of headbutts here to pick up the win. So there you go. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, Bulldog Brower, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Bulldog Brower, ladies and gentlemen, takes on Johnny Rivera. As a result, Bulldog Brower was a guy that Captain Lewis Albano, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, had uh, in his stable at one point. Of course, we'll talk about, uh, surprisingly, Captain Lou here a couple times here in this next affair. As a result, this goes about 11 to 13 minutes, and as a result, it ends up beating uh, Rivera, however, with the bombs away backbreaker, if you will, however, here in this encounter. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, however, we have a very interesting encounter, ladies and gentlemen, pitting the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, the Valent Brothers with Captain Louis Albano, taking on the world's champion Bobby Backlund, Ivan Putski. As a result, however, Backlund, however, and company, however, believe it or not, however, and company end up... uh, Losing this one, however, surprisingly, however, because Backlund cannot continue. However, this would set up a return match the following month between Backlund and Johnny B. But just when it looked like the match was over, however, Putski says he wants to continue, however, despite the fact that Backlund is out, and the referee says that's okay with him as long as it's okay with the Valens. However, the Valens say it's okay as well, and that leads us to our next match. An impromptu handicap match, however, Jerry and Johnny V versus Ivan Putski. As a result, however, believe it or not, the tag team champions, however, pick up the win here, however, when unfortunately Johnny pushed the referee around until Bobby Backlund comes out, however, and chases out the Valance, if you will, giving the Valance the win by disqualification. So there you go. 
Up next, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique match in its own right, however, that was quick and short, however, the great Hussein, yes, folks, better known to you all as the Iron Sheik, Sheiky Baby, yes, folks, making his first appearance here in the Spectrum, however, taking on the Italian Young Stallion, however, Dominic Danucci. This uh, goes only about three minutes, however, long, and as a result, however, the great Hussein ends up picking the win here in short order. Speaking of the Valance, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us to our semi-main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy Valance taking on hometown boy Steve Travis. Travis looking to pick up a win in front of his friends and family. Puts up a good fight, but instead Valance, however, finds a way to cheat and pull a fast one over everyone's eyes, however, if you will, by defeating Travis here in this one and ends up beating him. And then, folks, we're going to our two big main events, ladies and gentlemen. One of them was a very interesting match in its own right, ladies and gentlemen. The first one... Two guys who had not liked each other since earlier in the year, ladies and gentlemen, finally trying to settle their differences one-on-one, ladies and gentlemen. It turns out to be a very interesting match, however, needless to say. And this, of course, would continue on for another month or two before uh, Greg Valentine would head down south to Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, if you will. It was, of course, Greg the Hammer Valentine taking on a guy who had broken the leg of at one time. Chief J. Strongbow, of course, Valentine later on in 79, early 1980, would develop a feud with another Indian wrestler by the name of Wahoo McDaniel, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. We all know what happened there. But uh, before leaving to go down to Mid-Atlantic for a little while, however, Valentine, of course, would deal with uh, Chief J. Strombo, an up-and-comer, of course, who had been attacked by Valentine earlier in the year, however, on TV, and had forced Strombo to sit out of action for three months due to the broken ankle, however. Now, when he came back, of course, prior to this show, of course, about a month before, however, Strombo demanded Valentine face him in the ring, however, one-on-one, however, and not hide under anyone's, uh, you know what, however, let's just say, and that if he had uh, any... Uh, you know what, cojones, if you will, he would meet him in the ring, however. Valentine, of course, had not yet had had a manager uh, at his side, most notably the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, as well as later on Luscious Johnny V, and also Jimmy Hart. But uh, Valentine, of course, making his first uh, big appearance here in the Spectrum here on this night. As a result, this goes about 11 and a half minutes an hour long. And in the end, Strongbow picks up the win. Or excuse me, Strongbow does not pick up the win, I should say. Valentine picks up the win as Valentine sneaks back in before the count of 10 and pulls off the win here against the Chief. Uh, this was one of the better matches of the evening, I thought. This was a very entertaining match. And uh, definitely is worth watching, if you ask me. And then, folks, it's time for the main event, ladies and gentlemen. Pat Patterson, the champion, of course, taking on the former North American champion, Patterson, later on, about a month after this, would win the very first ever IC title, if you will, however. But at the time, Patterson, of course, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, however, would take on a guy who, of course, uh, later on would develop a little bit of a swelled head, if you will, and that's understandable, of course. That is referring to the Million Dollar Man, if you will, Ted DiBiase. But DiBiase at this time was trying to get back the title that Patterson had stolen off of him, of course, a few weeks before in championship wrestling, thanks to the Grand Wizard interfering for him. And that, of course, is the legendary Pat Patterson. As a result, these uh, two guys definitely closed out the show here on this night. And as a result, uh, Patterson ended up winning with a handful of tights by pulling off the fast one inside of 12 minutes, if you will. Uh, by defeating the Million Dollar Man here on this night. Uh, overall, I thought this entire show was pretty good. I thought the Valentine Strongbow and the Patterson DBRC matches were good. It's a shame that both uh, Patterson and Valentine never teamed up with each other. I don't think they did to take on DBRC and the Chief Hara, but if they did, I can imagine those four guys, however, would absolutely tear each other apart limb from limb all over the country, whether it be places like Boston Garden, the Spectrum, uh, Madison Square Garden. 
uh, Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, the Capitol Center in Washington, D.C., uh, the Baltimore Arena, if you will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and all over the place. But, uh, yeah, that being said, that's what happened here in our final two moments of the 70s, if you will. So there you go. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's about 8.38, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to give you an update right now of uh, what's going on as far as Monday Night Raw, or excuse me, not Monday Night Raw, uh, the uh, SmackDown show going on right now uh, that is being held in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, ladies and gentlemen. And we can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here are the matches that we are following tonight. Of course, two more tournament matches, ladies and gentlemen, that are ongoing right now. Like I said, however, like I said, however, uh, that being said, of course, uh, as you know, a lot of people are, uh, we'll see what happens. However, like I said, we can tell you that one match has been already signed for a Clash of the Champions, ladies and gentlemen, and it's no, it's a no-brainer, and we knew it was coming, however, ladies and gentlemen, it was announced earlier today, according to reports, so we can tell you now, it has been confirmed to us now as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it will be Kofi Kingston. Yes, folks, the master of the boom, boom, boom drop, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however. Uh, taking on the Viper, Randy Orton, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, he will be taking him on, ladies and gentlemen, of course, at the Clash of the Champions event, ladies and gentlemen, coming up three weeks from Sunday in Charlotte, North Carolina. So uh, get ready for that. That is going to be a very interesting matchup, to say the least, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, some other news to report. Not much going on, of course, as you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Not much else going on right now. Uh, like we said, a lot uh, kind of being low-key at this moment. However, we're going to keep you up to date of some other things uh, going on. Of course, not really a whole heck of a lot going on, of course, as you know. College football season just around the corner. Some big games coming up this week, including Alabama versus Duke. Uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers taking on the Virginia Cavaliers, if you will, with one another. Uh, so that is going to be some interesting matches. Of course, Houston taking on Oklahoma Sunday night. Uh, preseason NFL season is just winding up, if you will, this Thursday, of course. Uh, the first cuts, of course, I believe will be on Friday, if you will. So there you go. we got some uh, interesting developments there. But, folks, uh, not much else to discuss right now. Very low-key day in the world of sports, as you would expect. I'm surprised it's not that active today. Uh, but, folks, we're going to keep you up to date with that. Uh, but, folks, we can tell you, like I said, however, like I said, we can tell you, folks, however, uh, there's some other reports going on. According to reports, believe it or not, that the Kansas City Royals player might be up for sale. According to reports from ESPN, I'm reading the story right now from Jeff Hassan. According to reports as of within the last hour, there have been reports saying that KC owner David Glass, believe it or not, however, could be selling his team to local businessman John Sherman for more than a billion dollars. That's right, a billion dollars. Of course, uh, we will keep you up to date with this breaking story. But folks, this just came in a little bit ago. And we are still trying to get confirmation on this story, Howard. So we do not know the whole story yet. But, folks, we're going to definitely be watching this very carefully, however, as far as that goes. So uh, definitely you don't want to miss that, folks. Uh, let's just say, as we said, of course, don't forget, 8 o'clock this Saturday night, AEW from the Sears Center in Chicago, All Elite Wrestling. We're going to get all out, folks. 
And believe me, of course, the big matches that everyone's talking about for the AEW World title, of course, Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho, one of the big main events of the evening. But the other match that I think is going to be a show steal on this one just was announced last week, ladies and gentlemen. It will be Kenny Omega, ladies and gentlemen, versus the artist formerly known as Adrian Neville, now known as Pac. P-A-C, that is, ladies and gentlemen. And folks, that is going to be really fun to say the least. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you the Young Bucks will be taking on Ray Fenex and Pentagon Jr., if you will. That is going to be intense. However, of course, we have a new AEW Women's uh, Tournament, Casino uh, Battle Royale 21 uh, Women uh, Title Affair. Folks, I'm telling you what, folks, if you're looking for one of the best wrestling organizations around our and you want to be entertained, you definitely do not want to miss. And I do want to say, do not want to miss, folks, without question, the big matchup that is coming up this week, ladies and gentlemen, involving, believe it or not, however, Paige and Jericho in Chicago. So, folks, that is going to be very interesting, to say the least. Um, yeah, so other than that, I mean, I don't think there's too much to discuss right now. Uh, we do want to thank you all for listening in tonight, of course. It was a great show. We hope you had a lot of fun with us tonight, of course. Um, like I said, however, we hope you enjoyed us however, tonight. We're uh, trying to get things going here a little bit, however. Going here, however. Uh, like I said. Um, uh, like I said, we're just, uh, like I said... I'm just checking something here. Hold on a second, folks. I'm just testing. Uh, let's see here. Um, we're just... Um, like I said, we're just working on some music here. Bear with us, folks. We're just trying to get some... Like I said, huh? Like I said, we're just trying to figure out some songs here. So bear with us, folks. We're just winding up here pretty soon. However, like I said, however... Like I said, however... Like I said, however, we'll definitely... Huh? Uh... Okay, I got it, I got it, I think I got it. Sorry, folks, I'm just trying to, uh... I'm just working on this, uh, song here, folks, as you can tell. I mean, we're just trying to get our jukebox up and running here at the studio. Like I said, how... Uh, yeah, so... Uh, like I said, um... Okay, I think I have it here, folks. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Well, folks, uh, we're going to take you out now, however, for the evening. However, we do want to thank you all for listening to us. However, we will talk to you, of course, next week, folks, uh, with more action from Wrestling Revisited here, ladies and gentlemen, however... And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Yeah, uh, we will be back here in just a little while with uh, Wrestling Revolution. Mr. WCW is on his way into the studio as we speak. So, folks, I'm going to close this out evening, this evening's show 
with a very special tune with Simon and Garfunkel called America, folks. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, we will be back here in just a little bit with more excitement. Of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we will be um, on the air again here in just a little while. But also, folks, we'll be back with Revolution uh, Revisited next week, however, with John, of course, and the rest of the gang, including GTS, Michelle, and myself as well. So, folks, yeah, have a great night. Be safe. Be careful out there. Uh, later throughout the weekend, throughout this holiday weekend as well, do some uh, com- do use some common sense whenever you're out and about, seriously. And just, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, uh, folks, uh, thank you so very much for joining us. We will talk to you again uh, later on here with Wrestling Revisit. So, for now, this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside, if you will. And as we take you out tonight, here's our closing theme with Simon and Garfunkel's America.
Have a good night, guys, and we'll see you soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.